And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone. For everyone that is listening to us, not for the first time, thank you for coming back. And for all of the new listeners, we hope that you will enjoy the show. We got a lot to talk about. There's some fights coming up. There is a very good main event with RDA taking on Mr. Fazeev. That's going to happen. A whole lot of things going on in the combat sports world that is not part of MMA. We're going to talk about that stuff too. My man, Josh Thompson is up early, ready to give all of that brilliance. Brilliance, I tell you. Okay, maybe not. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. You know it's nothing but brilliance here. You know, I got to got a pretty high fight iq and i mean my real IQ a very high, high fight high, iq but... <laughs> it's it's life iq that we got to talk about yeah we're working on that we're working <laughs> on that. it's it's always a work in progress as you know i'm always trying to refine my craft i don't yeah, know what my go. craft is just what yet craft? now but i'm still working on it still it's a hell of a craft though the the main the main event is fantastic for the yeah. it should be a fantastic fight now i'm not going to take anything away from rda because he's a stud he's a savage he's all of these things but if, if he's gonna try to stand, and I don't oh. know, how, like RDA's RDA's wrestling is not the greatest either. It's okay, it's it's like maybe one two transition takedowns, but Fazeev is Fazeev's got good hips. He's he's fast and explosive. And he's gonna be hard to take down, you know. So it's gonna be one of those fights. And I know Dave wanted us to talk more about more stuff before we got into this main card. So I'm going to actually talk to you first before we get into the main card. See, I psyched all you guys out. Boy, well, you pulled right it in, then you I dropped did. it off. I did. You just all over I, the place. I left you guys wanting more. That's see, that's what good people do. That's what that's what uh, <laughs> that's what these good podcast people do. We get you guys reeled in, wanting more, and then I stop it and I go the other direction. It's oh, called misdirection. Misdirection. John, you screwed up my nose. You screwed up my what? You screwed up my nose. Your notes, uh, oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, for because Dave's trying to, Dave's actually really trying to make an effort with the uh, with the timestamps. Time He's doing a great yeah, job. He, is he really? Because I'll read the comments. I read the comments when you guys don't. I read the comments. The comments are like, man, what the hell are these? <laughs> <laughs> people There's used like, to, well, people the- used to put comments like Josh picks nose at seven minutes I, and forty three seconds. It. And I things. love it. I'm not, I'm not doing all that crap. You kidding? Why not? <laughs> Come on, man. Last when thing I, I need is to I tell used people. to do this, they'd be like Josh versus Cauliflower Ear. <laughs> it's great. I loved it. Uh, that was, uh, who did that? Packy did that. Pac- Packy or Pocky. Yeah, he yeah. did that. Whatever happened to him, Dave? As far as I heard, he um, he went out one day. He was walking down the street. And this big Labrador chased him down an alleyway. And uh, he fell what? down one of those trap doors, uh, you know, like the where you drop the kegs down and uh, like the bar underneath the bar in New York and stuff like that. And he uh, fell down one of those, and um, you- and it was it was like this old building that wasn't used anymore. And when he fell down, um, the ground was just so broken that he, he fell right through, and he came out the other side in China, and he came out in China. <laughs> Did I, why why was I even listening? I was listening to him like. I was, was going to go, legit. are you kidding me? This is one of those stories that it's like, oh, there's no fucking way. And now I know there's no fucking way. <laughs> you, you motherfucker. You got me on that one. I was like, I was Talk like, Talk about reeling somebody in. 
This was good. That was like, oh, yeah. I was like, wow, that's crazy. I can. I was, this sounds like it's out of a movie. That he came through in China. No, I, I did. The worst part did. is, I, I actually believed he was kind of telling me, and I was like, a Labrador? Yeah, a Labrador running from a Labrador? Lab <laughs> Labrador. <laughs> Uh, no, I did hear though that he got COVID really bad. A bunch of people in the comments said, "Hey, I'm friends with him. Yeah, he got COVID really bad. He was in the hospital for a while." So I don't know if that's true, but if if Packy's out there, man, we want you to at least come back and visit us every once in a while. I'll throw a comment in there, man. We miss you. So you're doing it. You did a much better job at the timestamps than uh, podcast day, but oh, you know. God. So, but we, <laughs> at least like, mine are relevant. Uh, what? Yeah, you're, yeah you, Pock, your packies were your so awesome. Your timestamps are relevant. Your stories suck. <laughs> what a that was mean. That was vicious, bro. You fucking had me. You had me. You had me at hello. Yeah, you had me at hello. All right. So, um, okay. So, let John, let's jump right into um. Never mind. Let's go into some pride talk from way back in the day. No, <laughs> let's jump into the main event. Let's go. Hafiel uh, uh, Dosanjos versus Hafiel Vaziv. This show's brought to you by mybookie.ag. Guess what? MyBookie's got a new offer for your initial, your first initial deposit. You have to just spend your winnings one time. You hear me? One time. Now, you know on all these gambling sites, right? You've got to spend your money multiple times to actually be able to withdraw your money. Now, they're telling us one time if you use the promo code WAYNEIN, you go into mybookie.ag, use that promo code WAYNEIN. You just got to reuse your winnings one time, and they will let you draw your money out after those bets. That is a great deal. Also, when you use our, our QR code right over there at mybookie.ag and our promo code Wayne in, they will give you a little extra spending cash with your first initial deposit, okay, based on how much money you deposit. So if it's based off of that, you guys go in, go in balls deep, as I like to say. Go in balls deep on it. And when you do that, get a little extra money up to $1,000. They'll give you a little extra spending cash for your first initial deposit. We use our promo code Wayne in at mybookie.ag. I mean, it's a should be a barn burner of a fight, but I yes. could potentially see it being a boring fight. No, I don't, no? See you don't think so. You don't no. think so? No, wait. Let, let me remind you, Paul Felder, RDA. That's exactly what I'm looking at. But yeah, and RDA that didn't wasn't stand boring. Hold on, what takedown? Takedown City. You well, you, like you, you hold on. Out. I want you to remember. I know this is hard for you to go back this far, but we'll say five minutes ago you were <laughs> yes. talking about. RDA, oh, is he actually going to try for takedowns? And I'm like, hello, he knows who he's fighting, and look at what he did with Paul Felder. He just consistently went after the takedown, put him in a bad spot, took mm -hmm. the rounds, and people can sit there and say, oh, that was a boring fight. It wasn't. It was a, it was a technical, beautiful display of a guy that is a complete mixed martial artist taking a guy who's really dangerous in one area and completely taking him out of it for most of the fight that's smart i like that kind of fighting i'll watch that any day and i think rda is going to try to do that with fazeev the real question is can he get fazeev down i would honestly say that you know fazeev and felder in their defensive wrestling pretty close pretty close felder's not bad with his defensive no, wrestling he's not and fazeev's not bad but rda was able to take him down the real question is you know, differences in people, differences in strength, differences in time. Maybe he doesn't get him down, but I think he will at times. The real question is how much damage can Fazeev do when they're on the feet? And Fazeev is freaking good on the feet. 
Mm. Yeah, he, he's gonna he's gonna be able to do some damage on the feet. Can you finish him how Eddie Alvarez finished him though? Hit him with different types of uppercuts, left toes. You can be able to finish him that way. Or when a fight hits the ground, how does the, my, this is what I think? When the fight hits the ground, how does Fazeev react? Yes. Does he turn and give his back? Does he get in the turtle position? Is he able to, does he have the basic defense to get his back to the fence and work his way up? How is he in the, when he gets taken down on the open mat? Does he panic if the fence isn't nearby? These are all questions that need to be answered. Look, we're all high on Fazeev because these guess are all what? questions that will be answered. That, yeah, and he. But the reason why we're the reason why we're high on him, though, John, is because the UFC has done him. This is the way that they've done these type of fighters. They have matched them up to have entertaining fights against stand-up fighters. Yep, that's it. Like we we haven't seen him fight a top-level wrestler. Bobby nope. Green can wrestle, but Bobby Green didn't wrestle because Bobby Green don't wrestle. Hello. <laughs> Bobby Green can wrestle like a mother. He just yeah, chooses he not just to all it. the time. He just doesn't do it. And and, and let's be fair. Yeah, that fight was close. It was a yeah. good fight. It was, was a great it, fight. But it was a close fight. Now, RDA, I and think, in the third little... In the third round, Bobby Green, in my opinion, was mm -hmm. he was taking it. He was taking over a little bit. Yeah. This is going to be five rounds. We've never seen Fazeev have to go five rounds. We've seen RDA have to go five rounds a lot. We know he can do that. We know that he can keep that same pace. We know he's always in shape. That's not going to be a problem for him. Will it be a problem for Fazeev? It may, it may think, be. It may not. I think it will be. You want to know why? Because I don't think he's going to be able to wrestle for five rounds. And the wrestling mixed in with the striking is going to t have him to slow down. Because Bobby Green didn't wrestle a whole lot. It was like, a, I think, a shake and a takedown or two, but not really that much yeah, emphasis on it. He didn't. I, if I'm trying to recall back properly. And, but he, so he never, and he still got tired in the third round, where you yep. could say Bobby Green won that third round. Yep. Look like, you know, so if I'm looking at these fights, if I'm looking at this fight right now, RDA wrestles him a little bit in the first two rounds. If he can survive the first two rounds, I think Fazeev starts to slow down with a little bit more wrestling, and then RDA starts to take over. Those championship rounds, being a former champion, He's trained for five round fights for for over a decade now. He understands what it's like, and so Fazeev's going to have his hands full with someone with this much experience if he can't get him out of there in the first two rounds. I think Fazeev's got potential the potential to knock him out. He's got the potential to put a beating on him and make make him take so much damage that he's not the same fighter after the second round or the first or second round, whatever it is. So the takedowns don't come as fluidly. Those are all things that could potentially happen. When I say this fight could end up being boring, is I mean that RDA could just take him down easily, and the sooner he gets takedowns, the harder it will be for Vazib to fight back as the fight goes on. And you could just see RDA slowly running away with this and then not taking chances, just getting takedown after takedown, and just being comfortable with being on top. And just yep. a little bit of damage, a little bit of damage. Now, if the submission comes, it comes. If the, if the knockout or the ground pound on it comes and the finish comes, that's great. But will, would someone like him be willing to take a chance, knowing that he's kind of already back in, already is kind of in that mix again of, say, what, number five, number six, somewhere in there, seven. He's in the mix in that six, seven air range in terms of his uh, chance of getting back to a title. And time is, time is against him. Yeah. He's trying to get back up there as soon as possible. Now, I don't know if he's got another title running him, but he's at number seven right now. Him and Dariush, him and Chandler. Him and uh, Gaethje, maybe, if he wins this fight, him and Gaethje might be a possibility because Gaethje's already fought a couple times for the title and came up short. I mean, you know it would be a barn burner of a fight, the two of them. So when you're having, when I'm having this conversation about this fight, it really comes down to how 
RDA fights it and how many times he can get the takedowns and how early he can get the takedowns. And there's no disrespect, John. I'm not trying to be disrespectful when I tell people that it potentially could be a boring fight. RDA could get takedowns so easily that he ends up on top going, look, these are too easy. I'm not going to take any chances. I'm going to do some work, ground and pound, slow him down. And if I get another one, I get another one, just keep taking him down. And until he gives me his back, and will Fazeev, how does Fazeev react? If he just stays in guard or he stays in half guard and takes the damage and never tries to, to do anything to get back up to his feet, then we may end up with a boring fight. Not going to happen. Okay. It's going to be a good I, fight. I, John, I, I hope you're right. I predict this is going to be actually a very interesting fight. I, it's like I thought the Paul Felder fight, although, yeah, look, Paul got, he got beat. But he was fighting the whole time, and there were moments there where you went, oh, you know, Paul starts to let go on stuff, and RDA then goes and gets him into the clinch or, or actually landed good stand-up because RDA stand-up is not bad. No, it's, it's not good. like it's bad. No, It's good. It's just that looking at this matchup, you go, that's not the place for no. him to win this fight, so he should be taking it to the ground. I actually think this is going to be a really good matchup. I think it's going to be a fun fight. It's interesting to see where is Fazeev at because we all know how good he is in the stand-up. Mm -hmm. We're now going to find out how how good is that takedown defense and how good is he at getting himself back to his feet if someone does take him down that knows how to keep him down. So, I, But I'm going to go back to the, the Paul Felder fight against RDA. I believe Paul Felder took that fight on short notice. I want to say oh, it was yeah. like 10, 10 totally. days or something like that. Totally. He was training for a triathlon, so he thought he was going to be in good enough shape to do it, which he was in phenomenal shape. He just wasn't in wrestling shape. It's not in fight there shape. There's a difference. Yeah. Yes. yeah. No, he was. you could say he was in fight shape. He wasn't even breathing nope. hard. He no, just, no, no, no. Fight shape, is, the, fight shape is wrestling and, and getting having your arms not blow up right away. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. All right, I'll let you have that. I can okay. give you a 10-9 round. I'll give you that 10-9 <laughs> round, Colin. I gave it to you. Okay, right? thank you for giving I mean, it you to gotta, me. You got to build them up now because I'm going to just blow you out in 10-7 rounds later you on. You took that, you took that you. round off. I got you. I got you. You Robbie Lawler. Um, this, 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 this should be a good fight. I agree, and I hope you are right that it ends up being very entertaining. Okay. I think Fazeev will make it entertaining on the feet, and I think it's up to RDA to look for the finish on the ground and not just be comfortable with just being on top. That's where that's where my concern is being like understanding like look these takedowns are coming easier or he's not really doing making an effort to get back to his feet so I'm just gonna grind this out cause some damage and then start of the second round hopefully I wear him down enough to get an easier takedown in the next round and the next round after that and just keep rinse wash repeat keep doing the same shit over and over because if it ain't broke fucking I ain't fixing it I'll get my win <laughs> that's it right that's John it. I'm gonna be honest go the ahead rest of this card the you rest of this like card, card is. I mean, they just had they just had a good you know Fourth uh, of July weekend with the fights. They yes. had a good you know good fight card. You know um, there was some fights that really lived up to the potential, and some that came up short. But overall, the card was a stack card on paper, and and uh, most of them showed out. You know, and so that's what you want from a good fight card. But when I look at this fight, when I look at this card, there's only a couple fighters on here that I feel like like uh, Saad Nurmagomedov. And I'm not being biased because I've only no. met him like I think once to one time, and I have no, I don't know if he's related to them or not. I don't know if he is. I don't know. So, um, but regardless, he's a talented young fighter, very, very fun to watch. He's got a bright future. So is but, his opponent. Yeah. So you probably know more about his opponent than I do because I don't know anything about his opponent. 
Yeah, Douglas Andrade or Silva de Andrade. That dude is good everywhere. Good striking, very good grappling, good submission game. He's good. So th I, this is one of those fights I look at and I go, they do have some good matchups. People, maybe it's some names that people don't know. Yeah. But that fight between Nurmaga Medoff and DeAndraj, great fight. That's going to be a barn burner. Those guys are going to go after each other. It's then you get into some of the other fights. You go, yeah, it's it's a fight, you know, and that's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, you got Michael Johnson who's making his quick uh, turnaround, and you've got Malarkey. So, but that's okay. That's a fun fight. Yeah, that's a fun yeah, fight. Yeah. It's I'm gonna be honest, and, I, and nothing against either guy. They're both super tough, but Chase Sherman has been in and out of the UFC multiple times. They bring him back yeah. to be an opponent at times when someone drops out. He's going against Jared Vandera, who we saw, you know, in his last fight. I think lost to uh, uh, Olenek. You look and you go, it doesn't. It's it's a fight, but it, there's no yeah. there's no meaning behind it. Neither guy's going anywhere with it. Uh, they're both in the UFC. That's great, but you know, there's just that's you want. That's the one you look at. and You go, there's really nothing there. Yeah, and then you've got watch. Cavallo. It'll be a great fight, though. It'll end up being yeah. a barn burner. Sidio <laughs> <laughs> Cavallo versus Nina Nunes. Um, another fight where you're just like, okay, both of them are kind of, yeah, I guess. On, I wouldn't say on a downward spiral, but like they're just they're struggling to stay in the relevant, relevant. category. Yeah, Boom. in the relevant category. Yeah. So I mean, they've had they have like one good fight and they lose two, and they have two good fights, they lose one. It's like this up and down battle of just of trying to get going. Now you know, in Nina's defense, right? She's you know recent recent new mom. I know it's been a couple of it's been about two years, three years or whatever. But it's like they're it's like having to be a mom and still trying to try to be a fighter. It's changed your life. Yeah, it's rough. It's, man. it's, it's not rough. the same. It's not all about you now. Yeah, and then Cynthia just. Hasn't been able to find her groove. She was having a run for a while. I think she was, what, like three or four fights, a win streak in a row, and then she ended up oh, losing. Yeah. She dropped her last one, I believe. <clears throat> but she was a little bit on a run. I think she's a lot. I saw her last two. three. Jeez. Last three? So, um, oh, my God. I thought it was last yeah, two. Yeah, so Chikagian, Andrade, yeah. and then Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. So it's just like she was doing well for a little bit with the draw with Marina Rodriguez. I don't know. Like it's like we ha here's the thing. These are the fighter. This, this I'm gonna sit here and say this over and over. But this fight card is one of those fight cards where you look at it and you go, ah, it doesn't really look good. Like I, that's what I did. Okay, I know when you guys are at home going, ah, you know what? It doesn't really look good. But these are the ones it, battling for their jobs. Yeah. So, so you're, gonna little, you're gonna get a little extra fight out of these ones. This is the ones where you go, ah, it doesn't yeah. look like it. it ends up being a great night of fights. Yeah. Based upon people saying. I need to keep my job. I need to go out there and get a finish. Yeah. And that's that's the way it's supposed to be. You want to see those kind of fights. Because you got Shevchenko versus Courtney Casey. Another yeah. fight, you know, yeah. or Shevchenko as well and Casey as well. Both of them both need to get some wins. Both need to get on track. Both of them need to start making their run towards getting back up into the higher parts of the rankings or getting into the rankings at all. Yep. So when we're like when you look at the card, you're like, okay, look, these they just need to come out and deliver. But We'll see. I, I believe, I believe that these are the ones that are fighting for their jobs. There's a lot of emotion going on. And I think you're going to get some really good fights on this card. 
from the from the top to the bottom from the bottom to the top is what's going to yeah. happen from the top to the bottom. From the bottom top to, to the bottom, top. bottom to the top. It's okay. <laughs> like I was getting ready to do a rap song. Go back to the co-main event though, because we didn't touch on that at all. So Petrosian. Yep. Super good fighter. Yes. But I don't know anything about uh, Barhalo. S- super good fighter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Okay. You know? So the, they're different. Have, yeah. Seven and one versus 11 oh, and one. Yeah. Barhalo got the more experience. A little bit. You know, but like I'm looking at them going like this should be a good, good fight. I think that's why they put it there. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, just going to be honest, I don't know as much about both of them on how they would match up. But Petrosian, I know, is tough. It's good all the way around. He's got deep, deep, good stand-up. He's got good grappling. But will will he keep this on the feet? Or will he take it to the ground? I mean. Well, Petrosian likes to stand on his feet. and Yeah. He likes to knock people out and stuff. And I think that's what he's going to try to do. Look, Bahalo will, will stay with him on the feet for a while until he starts getting hit. I see him going for the takedown. Mm. trying to get the top position, look for a submission, look for ground and pound, and just keep that top position. Mm. He does that, he's going to win the fight. The question is, can he stand up to Petrosian and the power that Petrosian has and, and what mm. he can do? Interesting. It's an interesting fight between both. I like it. Should be but again, fun. it's one of those ones a lot of people don't know the names. And so when they don't know the name, it's not one of the names that you know the UFC has pushed a lot or anything like that. And they're young and you know, in the promotion, so it's understandable, but... Yeah, you always get these kind of fights. You always get these kind of cards right after a good pay-per-view. Yeah, sure. It's like you know filler, what? like, because we just spent so a lot I. of money on last it's weekend, exactly so we, we need to make that money up and pay all these kids. We need to slow this slow this yeah. train down just a little bit right now. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. okay. It dips into Makes our sense. billions that we make every year. Well, it dips into our billions. Don't, <laughs> me, don't, don't, don't mess with the financial status at the end of the year. No, no, no. We have marks to make. All right, hey, uh, podcast, Dave. That's going to wrap up our UFC talk. What else are we going to talk about? All right, so first thing I'm going to talk about here is um, the, you know, after Volkanovski's win this past weekend is Aljamain Sterling oh said, oh my, gosh. Uh, my honest opinion, I think I'd take Volk down pretty easily and submit him. And so, you know, does that mean Aljamain's talking about going up? Does that mean he wants Volk yeah. to come down? Who gets the double champ? Um, well, what do you guys think I, saw, I saw a post where he was talking about it's inevitable that he's going to end up going up and wait. He must struggle to make weight. I don't know if he's if it's a big a grind on him to do it. I mean, right now the guy don't like me. I mean, like, <laughs> so he did. He posted a thing, or Henry posted a thing of him and the two of them facing off. Henry Cejudo and him. Yeah. And I just said, I said, hey, I'm I'm Henry Cejudo all day, every day. You know, against the best actor in the game, against Algernon Sterling. Now, you guys, look. This is not. This is not me. You are on him. such a hater. No, this is not me. I actually really like Aljo. I, I think he's I think he's good for the sport. So do I. Every sport needs a heel, and he's a perfect heel. Him and Colby Covington and certain guys, every sport needs a heel. I, I think he's extremely talented. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, he can sit here and say whatever he wants because it's really no sweat off my sack. I, I don't care. I like watching him fight. It's okay with me, whatever he thinks of me. But Aljo, like, not just Aljo, but anyone. And you guys could all stick up for him. I don't care. If you look back at that fight, and I've said this a hundred times, the fight with Peter Yan, he was acting. 
Now, did I do I think that the blow was illegal? Yes, I don't have to think that. It was proven to be illegal. It was an illegal knee. Also, it, it I don't know what the damage was, but let's just say it was a little it bit hit of him hard. You're it hit in the hard. middle. Well, John, you're I would not suggest you carry on if it was bothering you. But just like the Pedro Munoz thing, they're like, oh, he didn't even try to open his eye. Why? So he could fake for the camera that he's trying? No. He's, no, and that's you, the okay, thing. Have you ever had a scratched cornea? Because that's what I think it ended up being. Yeah. You can't open your damn no. eye. You're trying, and you can't. Your eye just won't open. And so my my thing is is that the way, and you guys can go back and watch it over and over and over. It was it was an act. And, and to say that it wasn't, it, you're just lying to yourself. Now, do I care? That because you won the title, no, I don't care, okay? Because all it did was guarantee you another title shot where you came back and proved that you were the better fighter. That's it. I don't understand what the argument is. That night, you were an actor. And whether, and, and, but there was no reason to act. Just say like, hey, you know what? I got hit in the face with an illegal knee. Like, I don't need to act. It was a fucking illegal blow. It's been proven to be a legal blow. You don't need to act. Just say, look, I don't feel my, I don't feel the same. And I don't blame you. I don't, but I blame you for the acting. I don't blame you for not not continuing on because it's your one opportunity you worked really hard to get to a title shot. John, people forget that. These guys and females, they work their asses off for so long to get there. And to be yep. illegally needed in the head is a total... It, and to, to lose that opportunity to actually really fight for the title, that fucking sucks. Like yep. He could have potentially lost that. They'd have been like, oh, you were starting to lose the fight. You don't deserve it anymore. But for him to act... That, that night, that was an act. Let's, and you're lying to yourself, Aljo, if you didn't say, if you don't believe that. And any fan that wants to go for you, I don't care. Okay, it was an act. Now, I, I did like I said, I agree with the fact that you should have been like, no, I can't continue on. It was an illegal blow. I don't know what kind of effects it's going to have on me as the fight goes on. I'm not taking that chance, and I support that 100. percent You came back. You proved everyone after neck surgery. Even after neck surgery, you proved that you were the better fighter. And I tip my hat to you, man. That's it. So I know you got mad. You called me a you called me a fat pussy or something like that. I think is what you Ooh. called me. And it's okay. I, I, I'm okay with that. And you I'm, were upset no. because you were upset because you you even said that you used to be a big fan of mine, and now you're not because I said this. It's all right. My feelings are not hurt. Aljo, I still like you as a fighter. I mean, no matter what you say, buddy, we're still going to be friends. I'm still going to say hi to you. I'm still going to be whatever. I'm still going to. I'm going to prop you up on this on this uh, podcast every chance I get. Even if you don't want to hear it when you do good. Okay. That's all. So, anyways, he was pretty upset at me. He called me like a fat pussy or something. I love it. <sighs> John knows John knows how much how much how much trash talk I can take. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> it's like, wow, that that's that's gonna wow. change my life right there. That's a tough one. I don't know if I can live now knowing, yeah. you know, that someone thinks that. I just look at it this way. Aljo proved, you know, what kind of fighter he was in his last yeah. fight. He is a dynamite fighter. I do think that that weight is going to start to cause a problem. And it's smart for him to start to go after Volkanovski. If you're going to go after someone, you got to go after if you're the champion. You don't go after somebody else in the upper division yeah. other than the champion. And so you got to go after him. Not too sure. Like I said, you know, I think it was our last podcast. To me... That guy, Volkanovski, is the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world right now. And so, yeah, I would say it's an uphill battle for Aljamain. But, you know, that's that's what the fight game is about. It's about being able to 
focus in on someone and prove that nope, I'm better than you. Th- I'm better than anyone's going to give me credit. I'm better than that guy. We'll see if it happens. I'm just looking at it going, that's a that's a steep hill to climb right there. He is yeah. awfully good and he's awfully good everywhere. Could Aljo take him down? Uh, possibly, possibly. You know, a lot of guys have. Uh, have worked at it and tried and not been real successful with it. So we'll, we'll find out, but there's always that guy that can, I want to see, are they going to put the Al Jermaine versus Henry Cejudo fight together though? That's an interesting fight. Cause if you can, if you can take that guy down now, I'll be really impressed. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen though. Yeah. I don't think you're taking him down. It's just a matter of, I think he's got a decent chance on the feet, you know, uh, Aljo, he's, yeah. he doesn't have bad stand up. No, no, he's got a good chance on the feet, and he's got a chance, if Henry takes him down, of catching Henry in a mistake, getting his back. You know, he's got that ability. He's he's great on the ground, so definitely. Yeah, I've said, I continue to say this about Henry, though. It's the speed of the takedown that gets people. Like, yeah. they try to set up submissions, and the speed of the takedown is too fast. And it, it's, Well, and it's not only the speed of the takedown. It's the entry. It's the change of levels. It's the way he does it. Look, there's a reason why he was top of the game, top of the food chain, Olympic gold medalist. He's that good in that area. He is. You never, you don't know until all of a sudden you know. It, it, John Jones had the, you know put out. They actually put out the tape. He put it out of him. I can't remember if it was Jalen he was wrestling, but you know Olympic bronze medalist. And you just saw the difference in the wrestling as far as it's it's just pure wrestling. Mm-hmm. Man, to 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 take on a guy that has been on the Olympic team in wrestling, you you don't know until you know, and then you go, "Holy shit!" Yeah. I thought I could wrestle. You know, they're just at a different level, and so well, it would be it would be something that would be tough for Aljamain based upon he does live off of being able to take people down. He's not going to be able to just take Henry down. Yeah, and we've seen where Aljo, when he's being pressed and being pushed on the feet, he'll tend to work backwards you know and with henry henry's proven when he fought marais that he's a dog that he will walk you down and take shots to deliver shots and he's got big balls for a little guy and so and he'll get in there and throw it down which is that that was one of the things that one of the questions i always needed answered for me because after you go back and you watch the last what was it like the last time he lost was the dj fight i believe right yeah so he lost who oh yeah i did it's it like no 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 yeah no, no, no. no he lost is that he the lost? last one did he lose did to he, Benavides? He lost to Benavides also, yeah. Yeah, so he lost to Joe. But, yeah, so, but, I mean, that had been so long ago, and now he's riding high. I wish he wouldn't have stepped away for these two years. I wish he would have stayed going because, but there was just no fights really left for him. You know, they were talking about getting rid of the 125-pound division. I don't know if Aljo and him will be a big sell. I'm big into Henry. And Aljo, I mean, like I like his, I like his, I like him as a talent. I do like him a lot as a talent. Um, but for him to say that he's going to go to forty-five, I think Volk will go to fifty-five before he goes to forty-five. That, that could be because there's still plenty of people. Like Aljo's already talking about going to forty-five, but there's still plenty of people for Aljo to fight. You know what I mean? So there's there there's guys and fight, to fight as a champion. The other thing, like. Fight the guys in your division and make as much money as you can. You jump too soon, you lose. Now the nostalgia of you being champion at 35 is gone. Okay, now let's see what you can make. it. Make a run at 35. Make all that money. Make as much money as you can in that championship clause. You go to 45, you may you might make one-time money, but if you don't win, now you go back down to your weight class and it's like, 
No one really wants to tune in and watch you fight. So, I mean, he's got his hands full too with TJ. Now, oh, yeah. do I think do I think he beats TJ? He might. He might. TJ's had too TJ's had too many this injury was a long time. That was one. He came back for what? One fight. Then he got injured. After off after what? A three year layoff or two two year layoff? Two year. Well that, yeah, that wasn't a layoff. A that was a suspension. Time. Yeah, I layoff. I <laughs> but it was, was just... that's a long time, John. So two years off. Then he gets his first fight back, gets hurt, earns himself a title shot, and then now he's he was off another year. So three years in the last four, he's been he's been away. So this is a big, this is a tough task for him to fight someone who's been relevant in terms of, uh, in terms of Aljo. So yeah, and then, but then you look beyond these guys. You know, I'd like to see the Sanhagen fight again. That might make for a good fight. There's other fights that are available in there. So we'll see. First off, you anyway. don't you don't know you don't know how tough it is for him to make 135 right now. He does. Yeah, you know, and maybe maybe it's getting too tough for him. But it's like, I have no problem with him saying, my honest opinion. I think I would take Volk down. When he says pretty easy, okay, maybe not. But hey, he's got to have that confidence. That's you, you got to believe in yourself, and you got to be able to say it. In a five round fight, I think he gets him down at least a couple times. Now I don't know if he can hold him down. I mean, Volk's a fucking scrap, and like he just went with Brian Ortega, and Brian Brian was having a hard time getting him down. Remember, he had to jump guillotine to get him down, and then was able to get over and reverse him and get on top. There's yeah. there's ways to it, but. Are you well, as good way, on the ground as Jiu-Jitsu as Brian Ortega? Well, nah. I guess we would find out. Better wrestler, but I don't know if you can get him down. Anyways, it's it's Definitely I guess it's wrestler. left. It's up to us. It's up. It's it's something to be left to, something to be desired. Something left to be desired is that hey, this fight could really happen. I think Volk goes to fifty-five before Aljo goes to thirty-five. That, I don't think the UFC is going to really let him go up either. They're going to be like, no, you got some work to do down here, buddy. Remember, even at the end of the day. If the champion calls for something, they're like, the UFC is like, nah, we have no interest in that. <laughs> it's up to them. So to sit here and talk about it, he'll be like, nope. <clears throat> Dana's like, no, you guys slow your roll, buddy. Now, Volk, he's already come out and said he can do whatever the hell he wants. I, I think Alger's got a ways to go before he's able to make that call. I don't know. This Who thing says, says Volkanovski wasn't overly bothered by the comments, but he did have a comeback for Funkmaster. What was the comment? What was the comeback? What was the comeback there, buddy? Oh, oh to, from Volk to Aljo? He didn't, he didn't say Yes, anything. it does. It, it says, says it right, right there. there. Al said that. Let him talk. It's all right. Probably Volkanovski the video said. right below it. Might He's be got comment. his own division oh, yeah. to hold on. The, the post Credit fight. to him to fight someone like Peter Yan and get the win, but settle down. Okay, he did say something in return. Jeez, Dave. Oh man, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to call up Chin to have him give you lessons on how to look things up. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's go next. What's next there, Dave? Um, so did you guys see anything on the the whole UFC thing with Josh Emmett at the fights this past weekend and how he he felt he was um, mistreated by the UFC and kind of snubbed as like was he there? You know, he sees the get exactly. He, uh, he, you know, he sees himself as being the next guy in line for the title. Um, and he said that it was Uriah Faber did a long, a long interview with MMA Junkie and talked about it. And he said that um, things like he, you know, he wasn't put on camera. He was pushed way to the back. He ended up being moved into the stands. Um, and he, you know, he he used the word ghosted. Um, 
by the UFC at the event in terms of like not being, you know, Volkanovski won. There was no kind of pointing to Emma and looking at Emma as the next guy. Um, nothing, and then just the overall treatment as well, where the UFC didn't um, didn't put him like kind of up front the way they do it with the stars and all that. Um, and Uriah Faber said he's pissed. He's he's going to go to uh, Sean and Dana and kind of let them know that it's not acceptable treatment. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, and so jo- and so Josh Emmett had had even said to Uriah at the event supposedly that he's like, I just wish they would release me because you know they don't they don't they don't care about giving me the opportunity. So just wanted to get your reaction to kind of that. Um, and and is he the next guy? And if he is, then why why are they not giving him um the the light that he deserves? <laughs> should he be the next guy? He should be. Should he be? You know, you, absolutely. Rankings. If you take a look at, you know, what's gone on and who he's he's beaten in the that weight class and who who's the one guy if you're looking at Volkanovski, Arnold Allen is there. Okay? He's that good. But at the top you got two guys, you know, that are in that position. Emmett just proved himself with the win against Calvin Cater. Okay? It was a close fight, but he got the win. So he beats Calvin. The only other one that's up there, you know, Yair and uh, Brian are going to be fighting, so it's kind of tough. The only other one right now that you look at is Arnold Allen as far as an opponent. So I don't I don't disagree with him. He should be in consideration. It does, doesn't mean that he's the only guy that they can put against Volkanovski, and he needs to kind of figure that one out. But he, he's he's got a good argument that he should be next. He's got a good so argument. He, he's got a good argument, but Yair Rodriguez, if he wins against Brian Ortega, will be next. That that could be true. So he'll be next. Now, second, you getting your feelings hurt because they didn't they didn't put you down <laughs> on the front row. That's just like that's 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 this business. Cain Velasquez was the champ. Loses to RDA. Next fights. Hold, hold on, stop, like stop, 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 stop. Not RDA. Sorry, loses to, to Junior. Loses right. to Junior. Junior. Loses to Junior. Next JDS. fight, he's like he's like three rows back from the front. That's it. He was just your heavyweight champ. Like one of the most loved fighters at the time was you know was Kane, and then he lost that fight on Fox, the very first fight on Fox. Then they put him, they flew him coach, not business. He's a big guy. Flew him coach Southwest. They, they put him. They put him back three, four, five rows. It was like three. I think it was three rows. They put him back. Like he wasn't up at the front with everyone. He wasn't inside the corral with everyone as a champ. There's, there's. These are things that you're going to have to learn. The UFC will do things based off of your tenure, and they'll do things based off of where you're at in terms of your status at the moment. That's just how it goes. As soon as you start losing, all that stuff goes away. You end it. up being four, five, six, eight rows back. I've seen I've seen guys that were former champions in the stands. The difference is, what are you saying when you start losing? Josh Emmett didn't lose. Okay, I get what you're saying, John, but he's also 37 years old, I believe. Is he 36 <laughs> or 37? They have no desire to make a big push on someone who's going to retire in two years or he's not going to have much left in the tank in another two or three years. They were looking yeah. for the younger fighters, and I've said this over and over, and I will continue to say this. They look when I was supposed to fight Pettis, Pettis was 26 and I was 37 after the Nate Diaz fight. You old bastard, you. And that's that was, and I, and look, and when they, when they basically said, Hey, Pettis is injured, I was like, Okay. (laughs) Well, 
you just I just knew it was I knew it was coming. I I just for some reason I knew it was coming. And you just have to understand they have a business model they have to follow. The young and upbeat stud or talent that they have, they need to make that push for them. That's yeah. that's what they do. That's how their business model runs. You can't run off of forty year olds. Sure, maybe in some of the upper weight classes you can, but you can't do it in the in the smaller weight classes. And they know that. They know that speed kills. That's what that's the way this thing works. Now, for him to get his feelings hurt, I understand why you're upset. You worked hard to get there, but they don't give a shit. Nope. They're not gonna care. No. Nope. And they're gonna continue to do what they do. They want you, they want you wanting more. And then the, now that Uriah's come out and made this public, be careful, man. Which is kind of unusual because look at Uriah. Yeah. Uriah understands the entire game. He's very good friends with Dana. He doesn't usually rock the boat at all. I think he's trying to get that push for his guy. And I and you gotta you gotta give him respect for trying to do that. I just don't know if it's gonna work for him. I don't know how that's going to be received by Dana White. That's, like, that's okay, fine. I just don't know He's if it's going to work for him. Cool, whatever. You know, I, it's. I look, we. I, I've, you, I've. Josh Thompson, you are a heartless man. Heartless. No, I just. John, You're heartless. Sometimes, sometimes the young fighters. Josh I was Emmett in, is a guy who has worked his way to a point he deserves to at least be not put into the stands. I'm not saying he's front row. Okay, you don't want to put him front row, but he should be in that fight. You you know which what I'm talking about is the fighter section, yeah. where they put you know BJ Penn was there. Yeah. Okay, John, you know, they, but but John, like I'm I said, not, ten I'm not, I'm not saying I understand. BJ I'm not, Penn I'm owns not saying, five. I'm not, I'm not he saying owns five B, UFC I'm not saying gyms BJ in Penn should not have been there. Um, that's not what I was saying at all. I'm saying that's the area, and you you know that area, and. Josh Emmett should have been there. He shouldn't be let able me, to stand. Let me give you an example. I, I beat Hermes Franca. They put me as the number one guy in the world at the time in the UFC. Yeah, but you were and, in lightweights, and at the time, they were going to get rid and of at the time, Yeah, and the thing is, is, no, no, they had me 10 rows up in the stands. Yeah. That was back in, what, 2003, 2004. Then now, right, I beat Nate Diaz. They had me for the Gilbert Melendez and the Nate Diaz, or not Gilbert Melendez and uh, Diego Sanchez fight. They had me one row sitting between Paul Wall and Roger Clemens in the first row but behind the behind the gate. Mm-hmm. And then um then I lose to uh Benson and the next show I go to, I'm like six, seven rows back on the aisle all the way down. Like they don't care. Like and, no. and the, look and, and look and you shouldn't be bothered by that. It's a, at it's, the end of the day. It's a all about how relevant me. you are, are at the moment. Yep, and th- that's the thing. You cannot take this shit personal. But Josh Emmett's start- relevant. He's relevant John, right now. John, not really. <laughs> wow, not really. you are you are hard. I'm sorry. I like him a lot. I like the way I actually kind of like the way he fights. He throws big haymakers. He fights hard. Got big fights hard. He's got big power. Yep. And and he's a sprawling brawl or takedown you know type fighter with big shots. I like that style of fighting. I always have. You know, um, I just. Right now, you I can just tell from the history of that division, Yair Rodriguez is the guy they're trying to get to the title. That and, and Josh, if, if Yair agree. wins, if Yair wins, it's gonna be it's gonna be him over Josh Emmett. So there's no rush. The, the UFC knows that, and so we're gonna they're gonna wait to see how that fight plays out. And even then, and even then, they may have Josh Emmett fight Arnold Allen. The fact that you're sitting here going, oh, I deserve to be next, or I'm going to be next. 
They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We make the calls. We're, yeah. we're over here. We, we, you know, Dana White's not being bullied into anything. No one's going to tell him what the hell to do and who's going to fight next for the title. You know, he's waiting to see bully. how the dust. Yeah, you're going to wait to see. How, <laughs> he's going to wait to see how the dust settles to see if Yair beats Brian Ortega. And if he does, that's going to be next. And then Josh can have to fight somebody else during that time frame. Watch. Because one of the big mistakes that young fighters will make, which he's not a young fighter, yeah. but he will because he's worked so hard to get to this position, he doesn't want to lose it. They will say, no, I'm going to sit out. And that's let, just mistake. remind you, Joe Silva they and will Dana. Free, they will freeze your They will your freeze butt. you. Yeah. They will sit you. Oh, you want to sit out? Cool. Sit for six months. More than that. See you later. Yeah, yeah. more than that. So don't do that either. Look, I, I'm, I'm just here to tell you the negative parts of the business. I like Josh Emmett. I, sure, I'd love to see him fight next, but I already know that Yair would probably be next if he's Brian. And I also know that if you sit out, that you'll end up having to fight Arnold Allen or somebody else that they maybe can get beat. They, they can beat you that's a little bit younger than you. Yeah. So don't try to play that game. If they offer you a fight, say, okay, I'll take it. Do I get the title shot? Maybe put in there and say, hey, do I get the title shot? Guaranteed if I get this win. That's Start right. talking about things like that. Start having that conversation with them. I don't think it was wise to do what they did, uh, what he did with that, though, where they where Uriah came out and said, oh, he's mad, he's yeah. pissed, asked for the release. That's not something you want to hear, too, to a guy that you're going to give a title shot to. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so you kind of, you might have shut yourself in the foot. Not you, but, you know, Uriah might have. Anyways, all right, what's next? All right, You want to know story. what's next? Hold on one second. Watch this. Oh, little man's there, huh? Hey, Josh, I just want to make sure while he's My dog has shown he is not a fan of Bellator. <laughs> he just chewed the shit. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, your microphone head. Uh, you guys can great. see the screen, right? I know that uh, something happened where I glitched out for a minute. Um, yeah. But you guys can still see it, right? Yep. Yeah. It Very went away good. for a second, but it came yeah. back. Great. Next story. Um, so you guys obviously, I'm sure, saw the the little exchange between Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier at two, UFC 276, where they were in the front row and they were being held yeah. back by security. Um, so Michael Chandler then comes out and tweets out, simple truth in life, you aren't yourself when you're that thirsty. Keep your cool, be a professional, especially in public. Your insecurities are showing diamond. Diamond <clears throat> emoji, rather. So do we get to see that fight, do you think? I would love to see that fight. I think it's a great fight. I'm not sure that's the one you're going to see. There's a lot There's a lot to say about what's going on. You you know, no matter, again, he's not the champ, but Charles Oliveira is the champ. All right. Who is he, who is he calling for? Who does he want? Who does who want? Charles. Charles. Oh, he wants Connor. Yes. Why? It's money. Hell yeah, yes. money. and For I don't blame you guys him. listening to us. John's making the money signs. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't blame him. And so you look and you go, okay. So you know, at number twelve, I think Connor is ranked. Will he get that shot? Very possible. So they give Connor a shot at the title against Charles Oliveira. Dustin Poirier is sitting there at the top. Michael Chandler is not far behind. You got Islam sitting there. You know, I don't know what, who who do you have Islam fight? I mean, he could be, a, you know, a couple of different people, but I look and say Michael Chandler against Dustin Poirier, that would be a great fight. I would love to see it. You don't want to no, see it. No, no, it would, no, I would want to see it. 
Um, I think it's a great fight as well. But if you're going to have that fight, you have Dustin versus Islam. If if Charles is going to fight for the, if he's not going to fight for the title, he wants to fight Conor McGregor. So Charles is gone now. He's not fighting for the title because he doesn't want to. If he if that takes away his fight for Conor McGregor, because he's not the champion anymore, there's no reason for me. I can fight Conor, you know, make more money. Yep. And not have the title. Let them fight for the interim, and after I beat Conor, I'll come I'll back and fight. The, I'll come back and fight fight for the title. Right. Makes sense. Yep. Charles Oliveira, and I would have Dustin fight Islam. Dustin deserves it more than Chandler does to fight for the title. Yeah. I mean, Dustin just been, fought for the title. He was yeah chomping at the bit though, but no, he's been he's been relevant in that weight class and fought yes. the who's who longer than Chandler, and not just because Chandler was off in Bellator, but because he's actually fought the t- the tougher competition back to back. Was the interim champion? You can market that, you know. Whereas you could say Chandler, if you were to say. He fought. He fought Dan Hooker. He got a win over him, you know. But then, but then he fought. Who did he lose to after? He fought Charles. Lost. Then he, he lost fought to Charles. And then he, he lost Gaethje. And then he beat Tony. And then he beat Tony, who was coming off. It's coming off five straight losses. Dan Hooker was, I think, number six at the time when he fought him, but was coming off of a loss, you know. And then, and then, uh, then he fought. I believe he was coming off of a loss. And then he fought. And he fought Ju- Oliveira. Then he fought Justin. <clears throat> lost to both of them. And he lost both of them convincingly, and then no, now he's... no, no. Well, look, yes. Hold on. He, <laughs> what he, fights he, were you hold watching? On, hold on. He, he... But look, if you're if you're the UFC, <laughs> you like a guy who goes out and fights, and yeah, they were exci- and they were exciting fights, and they were action packed, and so that right there is bumping him up into a status of, hey, this guy goes out and puts on a show for us. The fucking Oliveira fight, he was winning until he gets hit with a left hook and fucking Oliveira puts him away. Great job. He wins it, but it was a great fight. And then the Gaethje fight, that's going to be fight of the year. Let's be honest. It's right up there. I'm not saying I thought he fought intelligently, but he fought with his fucking balls hanging because that was a hell of a fight between the both of them. So again, if you're the UFC, you look and go, man, that was entertaining he went out and he put it on the line. We like that. And then he goes out and he he gets the fucking starching front kick knockout of Tony Ferguson. This is a guy you're looking at going, we like him. Mm-hmm. We like yeah. pushing him because he goes out and he puts on exciting fights for us. No, I get it. <clears throat> I understand what you're talking about. But if I'm going to take him or Dustin, I'm going to take Dustin fighting for the interim title against Islam. I'm not going to take Chandler and Islam. If I'm a promotion, I'm going to take Dustin over Chandler. Okay. I, I'm okay, he's, with, I'm he's okay also, with you doing that. I don't have a problem with it, but it's not like, oh, that's an easy pick. It's not. You can no, put not. you can put Chandler in that position against Islam and say that, that'll be a great fight. Or you could say, I'm not going to put Islam in that position. I'm going to let Islam you know, sit there, and I'm going to fucking put Poirier against Chandler now that I see there's some heat there. I can build something off of it. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Look at they like Bill. You, I mean, come on. You recall there was this bus instant incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recall it. Khabib and Connor. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, Khabib Bless and Connor. You. Sorry. And you look and you go, did they not build the fight off of that? They used all that footage. They it's part of the history of it. Well, don't you think that they're going to use that footage of? 
Dustin and Chandler, you know, barking at each other, people pulling people away. Sure they will. Because yeah. it was real. Well, I also think that we might be spinning our wheels because Islam and Oliveira may end up fighting anyways for the for the title, <clears throat> which That'd would make awesome. sense. And then you have yeah. Dustin and you have Chandler. There you go. You know, but I don't think that's a good matchup for Chandler. If you look at the Justin Gaethje matchup and Dustin Poirier and, and, and Gaethje, you look at the Oliveira and Gaethje, I mean, I don't MMA math doesn't add up. Nope. But it's just one of those fights that's... Gaethje and Dustin are very similar, and Gaethje was a there was thirty it was thirty twenty seven on all three judges' cards, I believe. No, I think didn't Poirier no, stop I it? Think, <clears throat> no, no, J- Justin Gaethje and Chandler. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was thirty twenty seven on all three. I think on all three judges' cards. No, it wasn't. Pull it out, Dave. Yeah. MMA decisions. There you go, John. See this, John knows the business. He goes right to it. MMA decisions. And then can we search on here? Yes, you go fighters by fair. Or we, unless you know, yeah, that or the event. It'll pull it up. Get rid of that stuff. And then, uh, oh my god! You go Chandler. Go to C or G for Gaethje. That probably might be faster. Gaethje Chandler. Let's see this. There you go. go. Pull it up. And it was. 2928 3027 2928 Oh gotcha gotcha okay Oh and you see it was your favorite judge that gave it the 3027 for Gaethje so Crosby <laughs> Douglas Crosby I wonder what round he won What round did he win Round 1 Round 1 on both judges cards Yeah Interesting Two judges had it exactly the same throughout and it was right Got it Okay okay uh, but if, when you look at that fight, it wasn't really a close fight. I didn't look at it as a close fight. I, no, I thought I thought that Gaethje started walking away from him with it, you know. But it was based upon fight IQ, also mm-hmm. taking True. big shots to try to look impressive as far as what you were going to land and then not landing. That's how you lose a fight. When I, I we've sat here before, not just me, but people, a lot of people have sat here. Not in my spot, but people have said Justin Gaethje has one of the worst fight IQs in the business. But he met his match against Michael Chandler, who has fucking got the worst fucking fight IQ in the business. Gaethje is, they're both fun to watch. They're both yeah. dogs. They both love to fight. They are both extremely talented fighters, extremely talented fighters. But when it comes to fighting smart, I thought Gaethje looked like he. He had turned a corner in fighting smart against Chandler because <laughs> he fought a smart fight. He fought his he fight. He fought a really smart fight. Fought his fight. Chandler, not so much. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, look, I don't I don't care how they break it all up, but I think if you're going to have an interim title, it should be Dustin and Islam. It shouldn't be Chandler and Dustin. It should be D- Dustin and Islam. And I think, and that's only if Oliveira runs up to um to fight Connor. He's like, hey, I want that Connor fight. Hold I just don't you, think they're going to give Connor. Did you say that? Oliveira's going to run up to fight Connor. Well, he'd have to run all the way up to down. He'd have to jump. He'd have to run all the way down. up to 12. <laughs> jump down, <laughs> whatever jump it is. Jump down to 12. Yeah, I mean, he'd be running up there for the money, though. That's for sure. Oh, I don't blame Look, why is he fighting? For the money. For money. Okay. For money. Good for him. That's your prize fighter. If you can get the money because it's Connor, go ahead. I don't have a problem with it. 
I don't think. I don't I'm think not saying that, that. I think Connor deserves it. He doesn't. Audi Audi is is uh, his manager. Connor's yes. manager, correct? Yep. Uh, if Audi is smart, then they don't match that fight. You get him again. You get him for that Nate fight for the last one. That's... Hopefully Connor. Hopefully Connor gets a win. You send Nate off packing. Okay, but let, hold on. Let, let's look at this. Did you see what Mayweather offered? Yeah. Guess what? Connor. You know what Connor is saying about fighting in MMA? He's like, screw that. Yeah, Screw I don't that. Know why he wouldn't take that fight again? Hello, I mean, first it was one hundred fifty-seven million, then it was one hundred sixty million. <sighs> Hello, yeah. Now I wondered, does the UFC get a part of that now on this second time around? I, I have no idea what is coming. I mean, he's now so. rich enough to be like, I don't give a shit what you guys do. <laughs> you guys can't take my money now. He, I think he's rich enough now. He doesn't have to be like, nah, I don't need you guys to do it. Try to hold me up in arbitration all you want, as long as you want, or hold me up and and try to freeze it. But well, they can put an injunction on that fight. Yeah, if they have a contract that's valid that says he can't go and do it. I would imagine his newer contract states that he could probably do boxing. But, I don't know. I mean, who knows? You never know. You never know. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's gonna wrap up that talk. What else is next there, Dave? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I want to get we your beat, thoughts on... We beat on... that shit to the fucking pulp. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on, like, my, my microphone yeah. thing. <laughs> um, get your thoughts on fighters moving to the WWE slash pro wrestling. Um, you know, Paige Van Zandt recently went to AEW. Uh, Ronda, Shayna Baszler, Matt Riddle, um, all in WWE, of course. Valerie Lareda. Valerie Loretta, yeah. Um, and now Jessica I saying she's planning Josh's to Josh's favorite fighter. To uh, <laughs> so pro wrestling. She's not what, a bad um, fighter, John. She's not no, a bad she's fighter. not. No. Following MMA retirement. Thoughts on this? Um, Felice Herrick. Felice Herrick. She signed with Felice? the uh, bare, knuckle, bare Knuckle people, I think. Did she? Yeah, I have that in here yeah. as well. Yeah, she she signed with the bare knuckle people. You've got Jessica I now, who is yeah signs with BKFC. Then you got uh, Jessica I going to put, trying to probably go to 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 go to pro wrestling. Uh, I don't okay. know. She's I don't know. No, I know. I agree. I think it's it's a great about idea. personality though. Yeah, the W like the WWE AEW all of them. They are about personality. This is Mauro Ronaldo and I we not argue but talk and debate back and forth everything the, is an argument with Morrow. who are you kidding that's everything he's is a an argument Morrow Ronaldo is a human hurricane he just it, swirls and goes he's awesome to look at he goes zero to. to ten in like two seconds <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know it is there is a difference between the sporting aspect and the entertainment aspect and you take a look at someone like a Paige Van Zant she's she's got the sporting aspect because she can fight but she's also got that entertainment personality she you know she puts stuff out on her instagram and twitter things that people want to follow she's someone that people are interested in on the off side of the fighting ronda was the same thing people were interested in ronda no matter if it was fighting or personal life stuff and she can turn it on she's got that personality for the wwe you got to have that personality for it too. You got to be, you got to be out there. You got to be able to put it. And I'm not saying that Jessica, I can't, 
I'm just saying that I haven't seen that from her as a professional fighter. It's not been part of who she is yeah. in the sporting world. Can she bring in that entertainment side? It's not easy to just turn it on. True. True. I mean, I also look at pro wrestling females and they have a certain look to them. I don't know if yeah. she has that look either. That's the other thing. Oh, look at you. I, I think she's I think she's pretty cute. No, <laughs> she, I don't know. She's I've, I've had I've we've I've interviewed her and stuff. I, I think she's cute. I like her personality. She's real bubbly. She's fun yeah. to be around. But it, it really comes down to what they're looking for. Does she meet the does she meet what they're looking for? What? So it'd be nice if she got in, whether it's AEW, whether it's WWE, whether it's whatever is whatever other promotions that wrestling has. You know? Whatever, but wish I wish her nothing but the best. She's such a nice person. It's all about what the wrestling, uh, whatever promotion is, is looking for for at the time. Because when they're looking for bringing that reality aspect into it, the mm-hmm. the realism of fighting, she's she's a person you can go to. Mm-hmm. When they're looking for the personality part, that's the part where I go. I'm not too sure, but yeah, good luck to her. Next, all right. We are going to use this last 20 minutes or so to dive into some fan questions. Um, we did put a post up yesterday for you guys. So uh, let's uh, let's jump into some Uh-oh. of these fan questions here. Trouble. We... All right. Joaquin Luna asks for both. Should the UFC commission limit, UFC slash commission, limit how many cornermen enter the fighter's corner during a break? Because sometimes it feels like the cut man is not being allowed enough time or space to work on a fighter when they have a serious cut. This is quick. Go ahead, John. There is a limit. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what is. are you talking about? It's there, it is supposed to be. Two people can enter that cage. The problem is you'll get a commission that they don't, their inspectors don't understand what the, the rule is, and they just let people start to go in there. It is a two-person limit. That be, can be the, the trainer and another trainer for the fighter but if you need the cut man, that means that w- that one of those trainers that was normally going in stays on the outside. The one trainer and the cut man go in, and the other trainer can be on the outside of the, of the cage. There, there is that uh, in the regulations. It's part of the unified rules, and so it is there. I just can't help when a commission doesn't do what they're supposed to do. Yep, ditto what John said. Two people. If someone gets a cut. Cut man comes in, one corner goes out. Simple. Next. Next from Roscoe Stark. Question, is Jalen Turner the tallest, longest, and lankiest fighter you have ever seen at 155 pounds? <laughs> Thanks. No. Uh, 155, no. No. Corey Hill. Corey Hill. Corey Boom, Hill. look at you, Josh Thompson. That's yeah. my man. You know what you're talking about. Hard to forget Corey Hill because his fucking leg broke the way it broke. Well, it did. <laughs> Corey, Hill, that. Corey Hill was a good 6'4". If not yeah, six five, yeah. he was. I don't. It's like your bones are hollow, and eventually, it kind of, it looked that way himself. when his leg broke. But yeah, I mean, he right. was. He was the biggest hundred and fifty five pounder I'd ever seen. Next, uh, from Whack. Question for Big John: Do the judges give credit slash notice when a leg kick is checked? Can they identify whether the checked kick hurt the person throwing the kick more than the receiving? Thanks for the thanks. Love the show. No, they do not give credit for the checking of the kick. What the checking of the kick is is what we call defense. It's smart defense. You do not get credit for.
for anything you do defensively because that's sitting there saying, oh, this guy's kicking. Well, that guy's checking. Well, which one's better? You can't do that. As the judge, doesn't work for you. So all of MMA is offensive-based scoring. The person throwing the kick doesn't get credit for the kick when it gets checked, though. So neither guy gets credit for it. It hurts both, but neither guy gets credit because that offensive-based technique was defended with the check, but you don't give credit to the person checking and you don't give credit to the person kicking. It's negated by the check. It's only offensive-based. Yeah, we shouldn't be giving credit for shit that you should automatically be doing. <laughs> you should be. You should try to avoid to get hit and kicked and punched in the face and all the other stuff. There you go. You shouldn't be giving credit for stuff that you just in your mind should know like i don't want to get hit in the face it's, it's very simple and, and you get a lot of people who go oh no but if someone does what if they do this and they defend you know and they you can't give credit to josh goes to choke me and i defend against the choke you don't give me credit for defending against the choke because what i get credit for is i get to stay in the fight josh wasn't able to make that choke work but i give credit to josh or how close was the choke? How much trouble did he put me in? Was I in danger? He gets the credit for the offensive maneuver. I get to stay in the fight and hopefully do something back to him. But that's everything in MMA is based upon offense. You get credit for your offense. You get you don't get credit for defending. Defending allows you to stay in the fight and continue on. John and I both know I would have finished the choke. Anyways. <laughs> Next, uh, Joaquin Luna asked question for Josh. How do you think your career would have ended if Strike Force was never sold to the UFC? Personally, I think you could have won the lightweight title again. I don't know. You know, I really don't know. Gil Good and question. I were tired. Gil and I were kind of like Gil. Gil didn't want the fourth, the third fight. So I know for sure he wouldn't have wanted a fourth fight. You already know he didn't want the fourth fight. Yeah, you there know, was an yeah, opportunity for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we tried it. We actually tried to put the fourth fight on together already. Um, just I don't know. I can't. I don't want to speculate. I think I would have continued to make a lot of money because I was making a ton of money at the time, and so and and I would have just kept beating whoever they tried to put in front of me. I can't say whether I would have won the title or not. I mean, I was still motivated at that time. You guys got to remember though, I was also thirty six at that time. I, I mean, I beat Nate Diaz when I was thirty six. I was supposed to fight Pettis when I was. 37 that fight fell through and then i fought benson when i was 37 i was a lot man i mean like 37 years old i mean i was trying to stay motivated at that time you know and, and that's why that's why i kept wanting the, the cowboy cerrone fight i wanted the pettis fight these are all fighters that people kept telling me i couldn't beat and i was like those are the fights that i wanted i just never was offered those fights so it was what it was. It is what it is. I mean, I had said yes to RDA. I had said yes to Benson. I had said, I said yes to all the top five guys. <clears throat> but I only wanted to fight the top five guys because I wanted to fight the best guys. You know, when they started giving me guys that weren't in the rankings anymore, I mean, they tried to offer me Rustam Kabalov. You know, <laughs> Rustam. And I was like, instead of instead of giving me the Pettis fight, which they'd already told me I had, then Pettis got hurt. They tried to give me Rustam and then put me on the main, the opening fight as the main event on the main card. I told them no. And then Joe got pissed off at me. And he's like, you know what? Fine. You can just sit on the sideline forever. You know, I'll sit you for six months. And I told Bob to tell my manager. Tell I told Bob Cook, tell tell Joe Silva. Josh is pretty good with his money. He can sit for a year if you need him to. 
said he's ready to fight and just told him i said tell him i'm ready to fight when you give me a top five guy so a week later i got the call to fight benson that's how i mean like i wasn't upset i just knew i knew what they were doing i knew that they had a young new champion had it been benson who beat pettis i would have got that title shot hands down they did not like benson they still don't like benson they didn't like him then like they didn't like him so they were trying to get him beat but pettis beat him before i could fight him so and I also think things would have been different. I'm nothing, nothing against Benson. I love Benson. He's a great person. I love, I love him. Um, but I think, I think I would have beat Benson. I, I should have beat him, but the, I tore my thumb and my wrist. It changed the way that I fought. It's stupid. I shouldn't have let it affect me as much as I did. But I think if, if that fight would have happened in sack, I think it would have beat him. Just who knows difference. It would, who knows what injuries I would have had. But regardless, I think Pettis was tailor made for me. I don't think he could have stopped my wrestling. You go back and you watch my wrestling during that time when I fought Benson, my wrestling would have taken Pettis down pretty easily. And I already trained with Pettis on the ground and I knew what he was good at. I knew he had a good guard game. I knew that he outside of his guard or half guard, he wasn't the same jujitsu guy. I knew that. I think, I think Taylor made, he was Pettis was tailor made for me. So would have been, but you know, Pettis was good on the feet, crafty on the feet. He could have fucking knocked me out. You never know. So that's why we fight the fight, but to say what would happen in strike force, I don't know. Next. Keegan Hope asks, what do you think... Oh, I'm going to merge two questions here, by the way. Keegan Hope, what do you think Max should do? Stay at 145 and fight someone like an Arnold Allen or move up to 155 for an easier weight cut? And then uh, Gail Ducoin asks, question for both guys, how do you think a fight between Prime Holloway and Prime Tony Ferguson would have gone if Max went up to 155? If you're saying prime Tony Ferguson and prime Max, like one, what's prime Max? Max still right now is in his prime. I, I was going to say he's 28 Max years is. old, isn't he? Yeah, he's young. Like is he he's, 28, he's, 29 years old? I don't know. I know he's still young. So I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't talk about prime. He's in his prime right now. <clears throat> so you got well, prime Max, asking. right? Yeah, but I'm saying prime Max 30. right now. He's 30. He's, he's still 30? in his prime. Damn. Yeah, so you got him and you've got, uh, and you've got Tony. I would I would have went with Tony because Tony has a bigger bigger body frame, and also Tony is somebody that would have I think just thrown him off a little bit with all the funk, the push kicks up the middle, the long range stuff. I know Max is long, tall, long, and lanky for the weight class, and the output is there. But I also think that when you talk to who has more power, Tony Ferguson's got more power. Tony Ferguson, with the grappling wise, I think a little bit more crafty would have put things together a little bit differently. He would have wrestled a little bit more too against Max. He wouldn't yeah. have just stood. I think I would give it to Tony. Just my opinion, not because I fought Tony and lost to Tony, but I think that Tony just in his prime, in the moment, in the time when he was beating me and beating everybody else in that thirteen fight or whatever the skit was, he he was just on a different level and doing things that people weren't used to seeing. You know, and the way he was hitting chokes everywhere. So. I would have given it to Tony. I would tell Max, and everything can be based upon, though, how hard is the weight cut for him now? I'm not too sure. If it's killing him, then, hey, go up. And I say go up based upon health. But things aren't going to get any easier at lightweight for Max. Let's just be honest. You can take a look at some of the guys that are up in that uh, weight class right now. They're going to create problems for Max based upon style matchups. And they're bigger, stronger than the people that he is competing against right now. He'll be bigger and stronger, but it's not going to equate the same. 
at the time you've got you know if you're looking at the top people a lot of good grapplers in that division there's people with you know you know sarukian take a look at him very young very good grappling very good wrestling um camera <laughs> great wrestling uh so you've also got you know islam he's there Not that's going to be a tough fight for uh max there's just a lot of hard fights and there's fights that, you know, he's already had against certain guys. You know, he's had the fight with Poirier and he wasn't able to, you know, get a win there and stuff. It's not going to get any easier, but if the weight cut is the issue, then I say go up. If he can stay at 145, I would like to see Max stay there because there's only one guy that can beat him. And I think that guy's going to be leaving, you know, the guy that, you know, consistently you look at and you go, okay, you know, he's proven three times he's beaten Max, we'll say. And so Volkanovsky, he's he's the boogeyman for Max Holloway. But everyone else, look at Max is, he's either, you know, their master and just prove that. Or you look as you go, you go, I think, you know, if I put those two guys together, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of tend to lean towards Max to win that. It's. It's that question of, you know, where are you at? Why are you leaving the weight class? And if it's because of, you know, just I can't be Hall, I can't beat Volkanovski and I won't get a title shot, I think he'll end up getting another title shot based upon. I don't know if Volkanovski will try to hold on to both belts. It's the UFC's not big into allowing people to hold on to two belts because it, it ties up one of the divisions somewhere along the way and it causes them a problem. It makes it to where it's more difficult to put on the fights that they want and their pay-per-views based upon now they have a title that's you know in flux because they got one guy controlling both titles. So I don't know. I, I would like to see Max stay where he's at. Yeah, there's certain fights at 55. I'd like to see him fight. I'd like to see him fight Gaethje. I'd like to see him fight Dustin again, you know, but giving him time to get up in the weight class, not just, you know, taking the fight on short notice. Um, that, and I'd, I'd like to see him fight Chandler. Those are fights that I think are tailor-made for him. Those are fights that I see them not really, Chandler may try to wrestle a little bit, but I think Max is is, is a dirty of a dirty enough dog to put to put some work on Chandler. The, the speed of the hands, the reach, the... Look, he's the a good he enough fighter shots. to give anybody problems. Anybody You're problems. absolutely right. You know, the question is, can, can, he, can he beat the top guys in that division? It's going to be, he's he's yeah. on the, he's not the favorite in a lot of those fights. Yeah, I don't think he can beat Charles. I don't think he can beat Islam. I don't think he can beat Saryukin. I don't think he can beat Gamera. I don't think he can beat, he could probably, be, he might be able to beat RDA. Um, he, I don't know if we'll see how good Fazeev's takedown defense is, if he can beat him or not. I mean, you don't want to stand with him. So there's there's guys Max would definitely stand with him. You know him. Yeah, he would. He would. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. I like I don't know if you want to. Yeah. You know, um there's like styles make matchups. Yep. You know, I think guys like Bobby Green would give would give uh give Max a little bit of a problem. The way he rolls his shoulders in the counters. The way I mean, if you're trying to box, you may get outboxed by Bobby Green based off the the rolling shoulder in the counters. And plus Bobby's got that back thing in his pocket called wrestling. Yeah, he'll he pull that shit it. out. He doesn't use it, he doesn't but if he can it. pull it out here and there, he can pull yeah. it out here and there. He, he can could. wrestle. There's other guys in that weight class. I'm just throwing names out that you know that are right off the top of my head. I know there's other fighters in there that that Max could beat. And I know there's other fighters in there that give Max a good go. But that division stacked, just like 45 stacked. 
And I got to agree with John. Look, if you're able to go up and able to fight guys like Oliveira, then what makes you think that, that Volkanovski can't go up and fight those guys? He may already be there. He may already be in that, that talk. So they, they're just different body styles, and I know they match up well with each other, Volkan and Max. But when they're fighting the, the heavier guys, they're going to have to – they're one guy – excuse me. One guy's going to be able to change. beat – yeah, something's gonna have to change. One of them is gonna be able to beat some of the guys, and the other one's gonna be able to beat some of the other guys. Yeah. So, styles make matchups. Next, Kodak Kodak asks question for Josh and Big John: What are y'all's top three favorite favorite combat sports movies of all time? <laughs> combat sports combat movie. sports movies. Yeah. Well, let's hear it. Well, Gosh. look at number one. Number one is Rocky. It's got to. Is be. it really? Oh my God! Come on, man. Classic. Rocky is definitely it for me. Oh, I don't know. Oh my God! Yeah. You think so? Yes. Um. Let me see. Let me see. What are you looking at? No, no. I'm looking. I'm trying to think Come of. On. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. What do you consider combat? Like boxing, like, MMA. Re- I guess you can put wrestling. I w- I'm going to give you my the vision one. Quest. I- yes, thank you very much. I was vision waiting for quest. you to come up with one, but Vision Quest. I loved Vision Quest, and it was about wrestling. Matthew Modine. That was that was filmed in Spokane, Washington. It was great. Loved Vision right Quest. Of Cor- right outside of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So that's that's my Spokane, second Washington. one. And third, well, you got You got to come up with one. I'm, I'm, I'm best of the best. I said Vision Quest. Best of the best. <laughs> Really? Best of the best of the best. Best of the best. Eric Roberts. It was very cheesy and corny, but it was totally fun. cheesy. But it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I'm in the Rocky. I'm in the Rocky business also. But I mean, when it comes to combat sports, I mean, I really liked uh, Van Damme's Kickboxer, the first one. It was good. Blood sport. Yeah. Blood sport. I, mean, I look at. I look at like the history. I look. I look at. For me, if I was to put them all in order. I would say I would probably go Vision Quest. I'd probably go Bloodsport. Then I'd probably go maybe, and just and just being fair, because it's more my era of like when I was just coming up, probably Karate Kid, the first one. Mr. Miyagi and the Karate Kid. Best of the best towards the end. But I, I don't know if I, I don't know what I, 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 that's my era, man. None of us, not all of us are 75 years old like you. Okay, this this is true. But yes. and the, I'm going to go my, my, my last one and it, in no particular order, but Enter the Dragon. I loved ah, it. Ah, yeah. Come on, man. Gotta go with the history. That was back in like 1973 or so, but, you know, that was Enter the Dragon was, was the mirror awesome. one, right? Where they were in the mirrors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one That's with the tiger claw. Oh, so good. Yeah. Loved yeah. it. I wanted to get it. I, when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to get a tattoo like that, like Bruce Lee on it. As soon as I saw the question and he reads it out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go one with martial arts, one with wrestling, and then boxing being the other one. And uh, Such a show off. Nah. Got to do it, baby. Got to do it. <laughs> hey, when you're that old. You when you're that old, you got a lot You got a lot of movies to, to cover. Hey, they, there was, there's been a lot of great movies. You know, there's, been a, there's been a lot of really good boxing. Which one? You know, ones that you can go with. Give me a good boxing one. You know the uh, the Mickey Ward story that um, Mark Wahlberg uh, did. He did a really yeah. good job with that. You know, and he did. That was a that had a Christian a, Bale in it. Had, yep, uh, Christian Bale did a fucking phenomenal job yeah, as, as Eklund. 
But, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Interesting. All right, next. All right. Um, let's, this might be the last one, depending on how good you answer it. The Broken Focus. Question for both. Are there any current MMA fighters you think would benefit from turning heel? Hashtag and still. Current I mean, MMA fighters that would I mean, he's benefit. already kind of done it, but I'd continue to say Aljo. Keep being the hill, dog. You're not, you're not, yeah. No one really recognized you until you were the hill. So just stay, stay being the hill. Him, who else? I don't know. I, you know, I, I want to see a, I want to see a good female hill. Like Rhonda was a good female hill. Yes, she was. You know, when Misha yes, tried to was. shake her hand, she flipped her off. Like yeah. all those things were great, man. Hold great. on, I thought that's why you did you you didn't like that she did that. I didn't like you, it, but you, that's, oh, you just that's said it was makes great. You it was great. It brought it was like gave me a reason to watch her. So, so you didn't like her to watch to to try to watch her get beat. Only when she fought Misha, I didn't like her. Well, like, I'm a Misha fan. <laughs> since, since you're since you're saying that, Josh, um, I'll throw in this question. I was going to throw in anyway. Uh, Jordan Diaz asked for both. If Juliana Pena defeats Amanda Nunes again, where does Nunes go from there? Will Juliana now be considered the best female fighter in the world? Question mark. And and I guess I would add to that. And so should she become the next big heel? She should become the next big heel. She should. See, uh, and then, would she be the best female fighter? No. When, when, when you when you uh, when you said the thing I want to see a female right away, my first thought was Juliana Pena. Now Juliana's got it all. She's she's gorgeous. Yeah, she can fight. Yeah, she's got a mouth. She will fucking go after you and stuff. Yeah, she's got Super a mouth stuff. like a sailor. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you look and you go, she's the perfect heel. Yeah. She's got the ability to be that person and. You know, and the whole thing with being the heel is, as long as you're winning, man, you'll you'll just suck people in. It's when you can't back it up that mm. becomes the problem. You know, you know. But here's right the thing, now. also, John. When becoming the heel goes wrong is when you don't win and you don't win again, and then now you start now you start taking everything that people say to heart. Yeah. When you well, were winning, you didn't care because you're like, whatever, I'm winning. I'm like, like your confidence is an all time high. You can take what people have to say. When you start losing, you start believing what those people say, and then it gets into your head and it's fucking you up mentally. And it's the problem of if you're if you're not that person, you know, most people aren't assholes. There are some, but you know, personality wise, most people are, are nice people. They like people to like them and stuff. You've got to be able to put up with people being nasty to you. And you've got to be able to turn it on even when you don't want to. It's very mm. easy to be the good guy and to be nice to people all the time and stuff like that. It's tough to be the person that's got to turn on a specific personality yeah. that is really not part of who you are. That's not an easy thing to do. And only certain people can do it. It's it's not, yeah. you know, it's not as easy as people think. It's true. Give us one more. Um. All right. Let's see here. Um, Joe Kim asks, with there being so many issues with MMA judge scoring, why won't MMA orgs come together and create a singular scoring system for MMA fights? All right, we keep going over this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Josh. They, 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 they didn't do a good job, dude. The half point scoring system is pretty much the only way to really. I mean, like if you're gonna change it at all, 
I think that'd be the way to go to make fights a little bit more close because there's so many ways to judge these fights. Wrestling, jiu-jitsu, grappling, um, judo, sambo, hip tops, all these things, striking, kickboxing, boxing. Like there's so many different arts that they all get meshed in. They all, they all get worked into this one sport. You have to make sure when fights are really close. Sure. Like John talked about earlier, I can't give you points for stopping the punch or stopping the takedown, but I'll give you I'll give you some points for the effort on trying to get the takedown on being offensive. But then you never got the takedown, so but it was still the effort that we're giving you points for because it was offense. So you get a little bit of a half point system. You get it makes the fights a lot closer. The opportunity to make sure that there's no there's not as much controversy of me winning the round. The round's so far out, only three rounds. So half point score, score system actually makes it a lot easier to get that round back than if I lost the round by a full point. Right. If it was if it was more rounds, then we could keep say, we could go with the 10-9 system. But since it's not more rounds and you lose one round, you got a lot of work to do. You gotta win the next two. Like and you gotta either you gotta win them, you gotta win them cleanly, 10-9s, 10-9s. But if you have the half point score system, you have a choice. You have a chance to get that round back in one round and then dominate the next round or make it close and win by a half point. Either way, it's a lot easier, I think, also to 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 make sure people understand that the, the score was so close. The fight was so close. I only let him win by a half point because the fight was so close. That lets, it puts it more into perspective, I think. And I, I think that's the only way to really go. Open scoring is not the way to go. Uh, all this other bullshit people are talking about, changing the rules. Let's score it. Let's, I don't know. I, I just think the half, half point would be the way to go. I'm going to make this as as quick as I can, which is not easy to do. First <laughs> off, we can't get we can't get the commissions themselves to come up with all of them following the same rule set everywhere. So there's your first problem. Second problem, you have promotions, especially you know the, your lead promotions. They don't want change. They can sit there and they can complain about stuff. They like complaining about it. They don't want change. So that in itself makes it very difficult for there to be change because those are your stakeholders in this sport. When they go, we don't want that, there you go. You, you, it doesn't matter how good a system you come up with, they don't want it. So you need to get, in my opinion, get rid of all the commissions having the ability to make a choice. Have one overriding association or body same as the nfl same as nhl same as nba same as major league baseball whatever they say that is what is followed no matter where the sport goes they will make the changes they will come up with the scoring system that will fit the sport that's the way to go and it will never happen so you want a dictatorship got it Okay, yeah. next, moving on. Of course. <laughs> All right, so go to WayneAndPodcast.com. Pick us some of our merch. we got sweatshirts. We've got sweat shirts. Okay, we got hoodies. Sweat. <laughs> We've got shirts. short sleeve, long sleeve. We've got our OG logo. We also have a new five-round main event shirt that is that is up and it comes in all different colors. So click on the shirt. You'll see all the other colors that it comes in. We've got hashtag and still is still up there. And we also have hindsight is 50-50, which is the best Joshism that we have put on a t-shirt in ever history. Astro. But I, I have a better one. I want to do I want to do the definition of Joshism and just have all the Joshisms on there. So Dave, Dave, let's get on it, buddy. Let's get on that. Especially the one that says, um, I'll see, I'll tell you the truth or what I don't know, something about lying to you and then telling you the truth. <laughs> I'll yeah, lie to you. I can't even repeat it. Still, I did with it. Whatever. Yeah. 
Whatever. Yeah. Anybody, for everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. For our listener, Amanda, we hope you are listening there. We got a five-round. <laughs> I had to do it. And we want you to be good to someone. Take care of everyone around you. Be kind. And we will see you.